Greetings, this is Carl and I, yeah, that's right, I'm talking about financial planning again. It's step number seven, it's the last one. This will be the last you hear about financial planning forever from me. I'm, I'm just kidding, I'll have to talk about it again sometime, but step number seven, it's the last step. Step number seven in the process of real financial planning is repeat forever. I had this amazing, I mean, I've been talking about this for two decades, but I had this amazing experience just a couple of months ago. We hired a new financial planner and she is unbelievable, super good. And and I, we kept talking about like the plan is, you know, I'm working on the plan, I'm working on the plan, I'm working on the plan. And as the time, as time went by, I realized like, I, and I found myself saying like, where's the plan? And then I realized the plan is never done, right? The plan is never coming. It doesn't exist. There is no plan. And, and I'm overstating that. Of course, there's a plan. We talked about it in, in step four, draw the line. We do create a plan. It provides the baseline. But my point here is the plan is never actually done. The moment you hit print or save on the plan that you've created, it needs to be updated. And so the plan is never done. And so this process of repeating forever is a process of finally coming to our senses and accepting reality. In fact, I sometimes talk about real financial planning as reality-based financial planning. So this process of finally coming to our senses and accepting reality and realizing that it's not about being precisely correct today, even though we're going to try real hard, you know, like asterisk, even though we're going to try real hard in section four or step four. It's not about being precisely right, correct today. It's about being less wrong tomorrow. And this process of making a decision, you know, essentially having a guess, taking a step, being on the lookout for new evidence, you know, embracing the fact that when we're wrong, because then once we know what direction we're wrong and we can be a little less wrong tomorrow, over time, that is what we are going to repeat forever. It's never going to end. Now, what I've found over time is that it, there is a process of narrowing in the range of potential outcomes over time. And when you first start the process of planning, there's a really wide potential range of outcomes because you realize, and any of you have seen those charts, right? If you just take com compounding, you take your current asset, you, know, you take the current amount of money you have saved and you add, you know, a hundred bucks a month and you do that for 40 years, you know, you, potentially where you could be, it's a really, really wide range of outcomes. The goal with planning is to sort of narrow in, to sort of shift that thinking and think, well, there's all these different goals I may want to do with the next 50 years of my life. I mean, I may want to move here. I may want to do that. I may want to buy a vacation home. I may want to do this. And each of those, I kind of think of each of those as small little bets, you know, they're each little ideas of what we might want to do. And as we explore one, like, oh, I really enjoyed that vacation. I might want to do more of that. 
Or we may go do something. It's a small little bet. It's, it's an opinion. I want to go do this thing. And we may go and learn. We may learn disconfirming evidence. Oh, I didn't really like that. I think I could take that off my list of goals. Or, right, we may get things out of our system. You know, you may travel internationally for a couple of years and then wake up and go, you know what, that was really, really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved everything about it. And I'm not feeling like I need to do it anymore. So that's, that's the process of narrowing in the potential range of outcomes. And that happens just as a function of time, planning, and a function of the number of years left you have in your plan, right? Those potential range of outcomes start to narrow in. And, and what we end up narrowing in on is this thing in the end, we're like, yeah, that feels like, or, you know, that, that feels, I was going to say what we're narrowing in on is goals, but those goals are always changing. So that's how we're sort of narrowing in the potential range of outcomes. But that process, We've talked at length about that in course correct and creating a plan. That process never ends. And I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. I don't think it is because I've had this conversation with thousands of people. But sometimes we sort of expect it to end. Like, when am I going to be done with this? When am I going to be done with the planning? When can I finally have a financial plan on the shelf? It's a bit like weeding the garden and expecting no new weeds to ever grow. Like it's never done. And it's really fascinating to accept that. It's not about arriving at a destination. It's not about a single event. It's not about buying a certain product. It's about the process. It's the journey, not the destination. It's the process, not the product. And so step number seven is we just repeat forever, right? We circle back to our statement of financial purpose. We check in on the goals. We check in on our current reality. We see how the line needs to be redrawn. We update our one page plan because that's our living, breathing document. And then we course correct. And we do that over and over and over forever. <laughs> so the good news is you don't have to be right today. And the even better news is there's no way for you to be right today. Go through these steps. We've outlined all seven steps now. Go through these steps and then just repeat that. And embrace the idea that real financial planning is about being less wrong tomorrow instead of obsessing about being right today. That wraps it up. That's all seven steps of real financial planning.